the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be together. Thank you for tuning in. Please um, feel free to go over to Pro-America Report, excuse me, ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and uh, check out there my lengthier, uh, my write in more detail, uh, greater length over there. Uh, but also visit phyllislafley.com and sign up for the Daily Wink, W-Y-N-K, the Daily Wink, what you need to know. And every day, every morning, 8 a.m. East Coast, 5 a.m. Pacific, you get an email in your inbox with a couple of links, a couple of stories, a couple of things, and one specific wink, what you need to know uh, to check out things. So um, I am had a long, you can hear my voice is a shot a little bit. I, was, I spent uh, much of the day on Thursday driving up and back to um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles hosted another great event, uh, honorees from across Pennsylvania and across the country, uh, great speakers, um, and a lot more. And I loved it. It was a long day, though. I drove up in the morning, I drove up in midday, got there, and then spent about five, six hours on the ground and then drove back. I needed to be back for an appointment this morning. So very cool, very exciting. I encourage you to visit phyllisschlafly.com, find out more about the work that we do at the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles and um, and get more engaged. Uh, hats off, head tip, head tip, hats, <laughs> hats off, uh, tip of the cap. Uh, to the organizers, our main uh, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles leader up there is a man named Stan Casasio. You've heard him on the show a number of times. He's a businessman, uh, a philanthropist, and radio host himself up in the Philadelphia area and a great leader across the state of Philadelphia for America First policies for putting the people first. Super guy. And Stan uh, was the MC and runs this show. His uh, his sidekick, Andy Teitelman, they do a radio show together. Big, very good lawyer, very successful. And especially Karen Taylor at this point. He has a board. Uh, MJ Costello is on this board. Incredible, uh, incredible talent and uh, generous uh, person and so much going on. She does a great job. Liz Deal is one of their uh, key folks. Anyway, it's just a great group. I don't, I'm probably leaving people out. Uh, let me think. Uh, Nikki Watson uh, helps them out immensely. She's great. So just an unbelievable set of people. And they had great speakers, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, both of them, two key leaders in True the Vote and lots of other efforts were there to receive an award. Uh, John Mills, Colonel Mills was there, uh, especially gave a lecture and gave a talk on what's going on. It was a spectacular, uh, spectacular. Mark Houck, a man running for Congress in Pennsylvania who was uh, targeted. Um, he was he was protecting his son at a pro-life protest 
and um, a man came towards his son. He pushed the guy away, and then he got uh, charged with assault, and he went to trial, and he, he won. He was acquitted. He's running for Congress now. He's a great guy. So it was a great event, a great event. Congratulations to our Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, all that they're doing, Eagle form of Pennsylvania, extraordinary. Uh, I just was so pleased to be there, and it was a great time. Uh, but you can see here I lost my voice a little bit, so that's never good. Um, but let me get to what today's wink is. It's going to be a little surprising. I'm writing about it right now over on my uh, substack, phyllisschlafly.com, excuse me, proamericareport.com because this is the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin. And here's my focus is tongue-in-cheek. I'm a big fan of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I know the conservatives aren't supposed to do that. I, I love all of it because uh, my daughter loves the music, and we have loved uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, my sons and I have a bit of a debate, especially my older, who says I'm a late fan to the Chiefs. I was more of a floating around. We were Rams fans, or I was until they abandoned St. Louis. And then, um, of course, Kansas City uh, is on the other side of the state of Missouri. So about 10 years ago, I would say, I, I, about 15 years ago, I went to some games there and I fell in love with the fan base. Great fans. Anyway, so we love uh, we love Kelsey before he became famous for dating this uh, woman. But it's going to be a great fun. It's going to be a really fun Super Bowl. And I hope people will be excited about it and energized about watching football and having fun, especially with family. I'll be making uh, chili using uh, grandma's chili recipe, and uh, it'll be a blast. Having said that, I do want to pause, and I want to point out how crazy the world has gotten and how quickly, how quickly. What do I mean? Well, it wasn't long ago, two years, maybe three, that you would have had the NFL be adamant there, there would be no gambling on NFL games. And certainly 20 years ago or 40 years ago, there would have been, you know, absolutely, there would have been no chance you could even get the teams to travel through Las Vegas, let alone move a team there, the Raiders, and build a stadium and have the Super Bowl there. And the growth in the use of technology to allow people to bet, to gamble, has has matched up with the money behind it. Behind gambling, there's always been lots of money in gambling. Go to any state where they started in the 80s and 90s legalizing gambling, and you saw massive influx of money, huge amounts of money being spent and, and gained. And and in my opinion, the problem with gambling is not you have every right to lose your money the way you want. You can buy dumb cars. You can buy cool cars. You can buy uh, fuel-efficient cars. You can buy uh, you know gas cars. Who cares? It's up to you. You can buy property that you think is a good risk, and maybe it's a bad risk. You, you should be allowed to do what you want with your property. Having said that, the casinos, and before the, we got to this uh, situation where these gambling uh, um, uh, apps and the gambling services were so common, the casinos – learned how to target what are called the problem gamblers. And they make, by their own description, they make the most of their money. They make the majority. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not an expert on the numbers. But I will say they they know that they need the compulsive gamblers. They know that. And they have to build towards targeting. In other words, their goal is to get you to lose money, right? Their goal is to get you to have fun at their place, have meals at their place, have a good time at their place. I'm not saying any of those are bad. If you if you want to spend fifty dollars and lose fifty dollars gambling, but you have a great hour, that's up to you, right? I don't. But what they know, and the gambler, the casinos knew, was how to target people. 
And so you used to have to go play blackjack or play craps or whatever. And then in some of these places in the casinos, there would be a sports book over there and certain games were allowed to be bet on, but not everything. Now the NFL and the NFL resisted because why? Because they didn't want the money to be possibly corrupting. They didn't want to bring that on. Whatever the reasons, lots of reasons. Those were all reasons. They didn't do it. And then suddenly in the last couple of years, it's a massive growth of gambling. And the reason why is the apps, the smartphone. And now we have a situation where it's not only the casinos who are saying, hey, how do I make the casino? Uh, how do I make the lighting? How do I make the air? How do I make the temperature? How do I make the uh, drinks and food conducive for people to stay and gamble? If you ever go to a casino in the old days, I'm not sure it's the same way now, but in the old days, you go to a casino, you, wouldn't, you couldn't find a window because they didn't want you to know what time it was. You couldn't find a clock. They didn't want you to be thinking, oh, it's midnight. It's dark. I'm going to go to bed. I know. I'll keep going. Now, the common, uh, the, the, the usage of the apps and now the technology makes it so it's not just about the drinks or the bu- buffet or the temperature. It's about rewiring your brain. And knowing that if I can give you the hits, if I can give you free money, if I can let you win every now and then, I'll keep you back. I'll keep you back. I'll keep you back. And here's my last point. What you need to know is this. This is another uh, aspect of our lives that certain sets of people end up targeted. What do I mean? The people who end up gambling on the NFL, for example, and losing lots of money are who? Young men. Young men, for whatever reason. Well, now it was pretty good. Here's a young men. We're told that young men, you know, your men are bad. They tell you that. Then they white young white men are bad too, especially. And suddenly you're gambling and you can't afford to. And you have no real jobs. You have jobs that have changed and shifted overseas. You have jobs that have changed and shifted out of uh, the things that you could do. And suddenly you have a cycle, and the a cycle of 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 of, of sliding downward. And you watch these apps, these massive companies that make so much money and they target young people. I Look, I, I actually don't like gambling. I've never liked it very much. I've only been to casino, I don't know, 10 times in my life. And I just, I find it very, dis, I, I, if I lose a hand of blackjack, I, I lose my mind at losing $20. So I never could do it. So, and I don't enjoy that rush. But there's a lot of people, there's other things I do. I like to eat big meals and uh, you used to like to have, you know, glasses of wine. And, and all, you, you, you can find, as I often say, Find you something is going to be your addiction, for lack of a better term. Something is going to be the thing that you want to do that's probably against your best judgment some of the time. And when the big money, apps and and and, and sports books and all are targeting our young people, wow, wow, something to worry about. Hey, listen, uh, all of this is uh, in part because John and Andy Schlafly's column this week is on this very topic and on how the NFL shifted uh, dramatically. You need to check that out. PhyllisSchlafly.com. You'll see John and Andy's column on gambling. Uh, I think it posted on um, on uh, uh, February 7th. Uh, could have been 7th, 6th or 7th, and so you'll see it there. So check it out. That's what you need to know. Enjoy the football game. Hope you have chili. Hope um, – uh, K Trey Travis Travis sorry Travis Kelsey Trey K Trey K wins I hope Trey K wins and I hope Tay Tay has fun and I hope America has a great time and man bet on the game I got I got to run now it's Ed Martin here in the Pro America Report uh, we'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with John Schlafly, a perfect, perfect column. I don't know if I always say that about your work, John. John Schlafly and his brother Andy do well, a weekly Ed, column. Yeah. Not <laughs> often enough, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a perfect, this is a perfect, like a perfect phone call, like a perfect a column. You're like, you're like a bird brain. Oh, no, wait, that's the other thing. Anyway, so um, John Schlafly, weekly column with Andy Schlafly. And this week, the column is about sports gambling and uh, what almost is unnoticed. And I'm glad you wrote this column that um, in just a couple of years, maybe two, three, we've gone from a, an absolute you know, ban on gambling on sports to everybody's gambling on sports. So, John, um, let me talk about first the issue of gambling, how quickly it has been made legal, almost unprecedented, isn't it? Yes, it's much, it's happening much too fast, I think. And we, the National Football League was always against yeah. gambling on sports, and they helped to lobby against it. And there was a federal law that effectively banned gambling on sports, interstate gambling. But uh, the Supreme Court, unfortunately, uh, we were, were filed a brief in that case, but we lost. The Supreme Court said that that federal law was not was unconstitutional. So after that point, state after state basically got on the bandwagon and then NFL's backs it. And you now that you'll see and you'll see ads during the Super Bowl promoting these sports books as they call them. Now it's what's been legalized in many states is to gamble on sports games, but that doesn't mean you can gamble on anything. And people talk joked about can you bet on what shade of lipstick Taylor Swift will wear when she attends the Super Bowl. Right. Well, you no, know, that's really not legal. And that's when people do that, they're in a gray area and the bookie is offshore outside the United States, typically. That's not FanDuel that's sponsoring bets like that. But FanDuel and the other one, Sports King, are set up to entice mostly young men to bet on sports games. Right. So that's where we are now. And it's expanding rapidly. It's been legalized in about 38 states. We're talking with John Schlafly. And John, the, the interesting thing about this, uh, to your point about the NFL, the NFL had long um, been uh, against gambling. There was um, Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, wanted to gamble, uh, wanted to legalize gambling, and there began a long lawsuit. But even up to maybe a year and a half ago, there was the NFL was saying, we're not going to do this. And then they flipped. And they flipped the switch. And and the only thing I can say, I don't know any of the details, but again, we're talking to John Schlafly about his his column, Sports Gambling Addiction Invades Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, is the money. I mean, the filter is the money. There's so much money in it. If you're the NFL, you 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 need the action. You want the action. I hate to sound like a gambler, but so it's just millions, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars at this point on on smartphones. And uh, you don't why would you allow people to do that uh, offshore, which is what was happening, I guess, this is thinking. And of course, clowns like Christie said, well, we'll just tax it, too. Isn't that great? Well, it's a disaster, John. And I think um, the, the a point where you point is the one that is the most potent. People gambling their money away is dumb, I think, but addiction is different. And this is a, this is something that with the technology they have, they can really quickly addict people uh, to gambling. Yes. And, you know, Congress can act in this area. And, uh, you know, one suggestion that uh, I think is worth considering is whether Congress could pose a daily limit, a daily loss limit. Right. That would that would go a long way toward, you know, spending 
young people from quickly being sucked into something they can't control, I would think. And it ought to be a reasonable thing. You know, you argue that, oh, it's just fun. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, people can afford to spend a few dollars here and there. Well, all right, let's put let's put a limit on it, a daily limit yeah. on on any one account, any one user, any one cell phone, smartphone, no more than all right. Let, let me get amount per day. Let me get controversial, John. We're talking about John Schlafly trying to get ourselves in trouble with the uh, the, the woke uh, police in the column. John's uh, John and Andy Schlafly's column, Sports Gambling Addiction Invades Super Sunday, uh, that just posted over townhall.com, available at phyllisschlafly.com. Um, in the column, John, there's a paragraph. It goes like this. It says, uh, um, there's no legal duty to stop taking bets from a compulsive gambler, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then here's the paragraph I want to ask you about. And I want to make waves. More than half of college and even high school students gamble now. And one out of every five college students admits to spending some of his student loans or financial aid on sports betting. Many college athletic departments even partner with sports books. Here's the line. The highest percentage of victims are young men and their families. John, it's another place where the powerful are targeting white men. It's not, I mean, maybe there's this high percentage of black men. I, I, my per- perception is, I'm, not, I'm only guessing, but even if it's white, even if it's black men too, it's, it's men. It's men that are in a, in a situation where they're demeaned by the culture. They don't have a good enough upward mobility in terms of jobs because we sent them to China. And now we're setting them up in front of them. There's porn on their phone. And now there's a way they can lose their shirts. And we're surprised at the desperation. What, what, am I wrong? No, I think you are wrong. Now, of course, it's hard to gather, you know, hard numbers. Wait, you think I am that. wrong? You think I am wrong or you think no, I'm wrong? No, I think you're, no, oh, no, oh, I think you're right. I okay. think you're right. Okay. Uh, it's, it is hard to assemble hard numbers without compulsory process by legal authority. And uh, the numbers that we quote in the column came from surveys that were done by a few people who are looking into this, and I think they're I, I think they're probably right. But a lot much more work needs to be done. The one thing we do know is that these sports books, that is the bookies, the right. people who are sponsoring this, they know who their customers are. Exactly. And 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 they know that they get most of their money from a relatively small number of addicts. And uh, this we referred to this unfortunate. A lawsuit in New Jersey where a a victim, somebody who had lost millions of dollars and ended up embezzling the money to gamble with, right. tried to sue a casino for letting them go on and on until disaster ensued. And the court unfortunately ruled that the casino is not responsible for policing the irresponsible activity of their customers. I don't think that was the right ruling because, I mean, anybody who knows anything about casinos knows that they do know who their best customers are, and they 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 do target those people, and they cater to them in order to get more money because casinos and sports books are earning almost all of their money from the compulsive. Exactly. 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 They are the ones who have the information and they should be charged with acting responsibly with the information that they have. 
That's exactly it. They were talking with John Schlafly. That's they know exactly who they're. They're not coming for the whales. They call it the whales, where they're going to fly in from Dubai and bet a hundred thousand dollars a hand. No, they're taking it from Joe and Judy Six Pack, who are playing every single night and they're losing one hundred and eighty dollars a night every night, and they don't have the money. And writ large, that's the uh, that's the you know numbers wise, that's where they they get their money. And and uh, and by the way, one last thing, John, and unfortunately we're out of time. It was one thing when Atlantic City or Las Vegas figured out who walks in, how they look, what happens when they have a free drink, if they gamble more after free, two free drinks, if they do better with a woman uh, blackjack player. That was relatively sophisticated. Now, FanDuel and all these other online apps, they're using algorithms. They're, they're using and social media is right with them. And they're using it to, to, re, to, to reset, rewire your brain, the brain of the addicts. It's not they're not even saying get hooked on the feeling, although that's part of it. They're saying, watch us give you a just enough dopamine, pop, 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 just enough chemical releases, enough to get you in a, in a state of mind where you'll keep going. It's it's insane. A great column, John. Thank you. I got to run, unfortunately. Uh, deadline. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, John. Are you there? I need to ask you, John. John Schlafly. One last question. Uh, at the risk of going over, uh, I will go over so I can uh, see if I can get this answer. Oh no, I think you're muted. Um, uh, let's see if I can get you. I need to know who, John, you're picking for the Super Bowl. And so you got to unmute your phone. I think we've got you there. Oh, there we go, John. Who's the Super Bowl? Who's going to win? Uh well, I think the Chiefs. No, I think the Chiefs are going to win because, you know, frankly, I'm sympathetic with that ten year old boy who's a Chiefs fan. And oh yeah. His face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that that leads me to the Chiefs. <laughs> well, I you know, Doug, and again, in the Saturday Night Live skit, as only they could do, they actually did something that was so good, I felt like Trump would have done it. The actor doing Trump t- called Travis Kelsey Trey K, which is a play on the fact that people call Taylor Swift Tay Tay. So Trey K and Tay Tay, and it was really funny. But anyway, all right, John, the Chiefs, we got it. You're a bigot. We understand. John Schlafly, everybody. I'm just kidding. He's not really. It's a great column, an important column. Uh, check it out. PhyllisSchlafly.com. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest uh, has been with us before. At least we were talking off the air at least once before. Uh, his name is Scott McKay, and his book, which I'm looking at right now, available anywhere you buy books, is called Racism, Revenge, and Ruin. It's all Obama. And I have to say, it's sometimes it's better to be lucky than good or to look forward and uh, because this is what a lot of people feel uh, right now. And Scott McKay, is he's also the publisher of The Hayride, award-winning uh, culture and politics site. He's based down in Louisiana which is where the whole world is uh, revolving right now. You've got uh, Scalise and Johnson, and uh, he's a a frequent writer. Welcome back, Scott. How are you? Hey, Ed. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, and I'm only being a little bit funny when I say that. A lot of people sort of, as Biden has deteriorated, are are saying more frequently, not not just the Michelle Obama people that want to say she might run, which I've never thought was remotely possible, but a lot more people are saying, boy, these are are the Obama people that are running things, because obviously Joe's not. And uh, and so it's come back around. And, 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 you know, the uh, in your book, you're describing, you know, sort of how um, 
dramatic changes in our our country and and how almost unrecognizable and Obama's at the heart of it. it you know, what's your you know what's your sense of this now and and maybe in the understanding popularly that Obama's at the heart of it. Yeah, well, I, you know, I can give you the litany of circumstantial evidence that indicates this is the Obama redux administration. Uh, right. I think most of it, everybody already knows. I mean, you know, there was a, a, a dead giveaway. I guess it's two years now uh, when Obama showed up at the White House. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, you'll remember the video of that. Right. Here's Biden walking around the room. Can't even get a conversation going with anybody while they're mobbing Obama. It's right. pretty obvious who the boss is. Um, and then ever since then, all like all of this talk about Michelle Obama. And incidentally, I, you know, I think that they would love to do that. I don't think they can get her to do it. I don't think she right. wants the job. Right. And I think you can't tell her what to do. But for that, they would absolutely parachute her in as the Democrat nominee. But the fact that we're even talking about this is a dead giveaway that Joe Biden is not actually running the country. Nobody talked about parachuting somebody in in 1984 to to dump out Ronald Reagan. Right. Like nobody talked about doing that to George W. Bush or Clinton or any of these other people, because the president at the time was the one who was actually running the country. And in this guy's case, it's clearly not true. Yeah. So. Uh, um, we're talking with Scott McKay and again, his uh, earlier book, Racism, Revenge and Ruin. It's all Obama. Uh, and I want to segue to the other one. Post Hill Press has published with you around the same time, I think. Uh, but uh, America's Freedom Medic- Me- Megaphone, the case for building the statue of enduring freedom. And what I want to ask you, Scott. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, that yeah. That's actually not. Oh, sorry. That's not one of yours. Okay. Believe it or not. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Well, then stop. I'm glad you stopped me. Um, so, all right. So, um, but let's, let's talk about Obama. First of all, in your assessment of Obama, I want to ask you to describe or to dismiss, uh, the Michelle Obama thing. I I don't think it's real. I don't think that the Obamas need to have her in power to have all the influence they want. And so I just think it's a a bit of a red herring. Do you? Well, I, I think what would drive the Michelle Obama thing is the fact that you know, they're looking at polls and they're looking at the collapse of the Obama machine right. for lack of a candidate at the top. Um, I see. Because I as see. of right now, I mean, Trump is starting to build a little bit of a lead on Biden and there isn't a lot of upside there, you know, mm. and I see what you mean, you know, so, and so. So if they get to the point where it's desperation time, uh, they yeah. may ha- they may decide that, um, I-, I guess. I mean, I still think that there's more likely to be like a uh, if they can remove. Uh, uh, so the problem I, I see, they, they have to remove uh, a Biden, get him to retire or resign. Then they have to find someone other than Kamala. And then they have a problem with black African-Americans and That's women right. and all. And so I think they go someone yeah, like you, Susan. You just, Susan. Yeah, you just said all of that. right? Yeah, there. I yeah. think they go Susan Rice um, over and, and they, they pretend that no one will notice or care. And probably won't for 40 percent of the country. But, um, Scott, back to your yeah. book, uh, the, the one uh, the one thing on this that I, I also I thought of you as, as I was preparing for this interview, I thought he's got to feel sort of ratified in this racism, revenge yeah. and, and ruin the racism part. It's really now stark. These people just yeah. want to be racists and they want us all to feel like we're racist. It's incredible. But I think the spell is breaking. More Americans are like, yeah, that's not racism you want us to feel. That's you just dividing us. Well, and and I think the fundamental issue that the Obama machine is having at this point is, uh, you know, the the, lack of understanding of the American people. I mean, Barack Obama was always divorced from normal America. 
And so, you know, what he brought to the table politically was, you know, like the whole community organizing aspect of politics, which certainly the Republican Party had no ability to counter at the time. And it turns out the you're fired guy from The Apprentice is the best antidote to, to Barack Obama, which is, you know, something I'm sure they didn't count on. You know, whereas the, you know, kind of Mitch McConnell, Bill Cassidy, Asa Hutchinson wing of the Republican Party was what community organizing Obama Democratism uh, was was designed to destroy. And so, you know, that machine took on some water in 2016 when they couldn't force Hillary Clinton through. Um, And I think it's it's taking on water now when you find out that Joe Biden is an even weaker uh, candidate as president, particularly now that he's got a record. Uh, you know, they, even harder to sell than Hillary Clinton. And so, you know, what you need to be able to do is pivot and and align yourself more with the majority of the country. And they're not capable of doing that because these guys are hardcore ideologues. And so you're like you're throwing off Hispanic voters and black voters right now. I mean, Gallup has the new poll out where I mean, they're bleeding. They're hemorrhaging with with those groups which the Democrats, that's core Democrat constituencies. Yeah, right. Um, and, then, you know, like, in other words, you don't have anything to sell and you've painted yourself into a corner where, you know, you, if you can't do Joe Biden, it has to be a black woman. And like you said, you know, Susan Rice, Rice might be the best one of the bunch. Her name ID is going to be the lowest of any party's nominee really ever, right? Or at least in the modern era. Um, and she's never run for anything before. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah no, that's a, that is. I, I think it is, too. Uh, by the way, I, let me say something I haven't said before. And I'm, I'm so excited, Scott, because I want to impress you. Scott McKay is our guest. And among other things, he's got this book that uh, you should check out. Racism, Revenge and Ruin. It's all Obama. But also he uh, he is the, um, I guess, publisher and editor and writer at The Hayride. And, and it's a lot about culture as well as politics and also at The Hayride on X. But listen to this. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey being for Biden doesn't it it doesn't help with a single voter. They already got them. And actually, every African-American man and many women, African-American women will look up and say, Taylor messed with Kanye. Remember back in the day? And so if they really do go that way, it'll be another indication. They go, those those white liberal women, all they do is just try to shove it down our throats and tell us everything is good. And that's the problem for the right now for the, uh, the the Biden Obama wing. Right. Well, I, I think that there is something of a cultural issue there, right? Like, because the Democrat Party is overwhelmingly the party of um, single women. I mean, I, like, right. I'll give you four numbers real quick that'll blow your mind. Okay. So married men are R plus 20. In other words, 60, 40 Republican. Okay. Yep. Um, married women are R plus 14, which is 57, 43 Republican. Uh-huh. Uh, unmarried Men are R plus seven and single women are D plus 37. Holy cow. So look, once you see those numbers, you cannot unsee them. Okay, I mean, think of the fact that like the Obama Democrats control every cultural institution in America. All right. Everything Mm -hmm. they do is calibrated toward making as many single women as possible. Okay. And everybody else is starting to recognize it. They maybe not in the terms that I'm describing, it, but they're starting to recognize this. And like the Taylor Swift phenomenon, which, you know, applies to basically single women, but everybody else generally finds a little irritating, right. um, you know, is is uh, 
I, I you know, you're right. It does. It, it attracts the people that it already attracts. It doesn't generate that much more. And the more, um, you know, calibrated your messaging, whether it's cultural or political, uh, you know, is yeah. towards single women, you're, you know, you're yeah. going to turn off I, people who aren't in that demographic group. I wish I had Scott. I wish I hadn't. I, I hate to say it. We could have covered the Obama thing in 10 seconds and I could have asked you more about all this because this is really good. So I'm, 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 I promise you, make sure we get connected and, and we'll have you back on. But I'm up against a hard stop. My guys will yell at me, the producers. So uh, Scott McKay, everybody, I will put up on social media links. As I mentioned, he is a, a writer, uh, a publisher at thehayride.com and also at the Hayride. Very interesting. That last perspective was fantastic. And uh, he writes on politics and culture uh, and, and his book, of course, course again is uh, on obama and uh, well worth uh, reading race and revenge and ruin it's all obama we gotta take a break be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report back in a moment This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. February is the month when we celebrate and honor some of our nation's heroes, starting with George Washington. Federal law 5 U.S.C. 6103 clearly specifies that the third Monday in February is a legal public holiday called Washington's Birthday. It is not President's Day. Americans should refuse to buy the calendars that replace George Washington's birthday with President's Day. This calendar mischief is offensive because there are quite a few presidents who are not worthy of having their own special day. Political correctness in colleges and public schools over the last decade has gone a long way toward eliminating our nation's heroes and replacing them with nobodies, and also eliminating patriotism and replacing it with the trendy notions of multiculturalism, diversity, and global citizenship. Are we losing our identity as Americans? Many surveys show that young Americans lack knowledge of historical and constitutional facts about our country and also show a declining appreciation of who we are. School and college textbooks now emphasize America's faults and mistakes rather than our incredible achievements. History books should tell the exciting story that the United States has produced nearly all the world's greatest inventions and that these inventions have produced living standards that are the envy of the world. This exciting narrative is not because Americans are smarter than other nationalities or that we have more natural resources in other countries, but because Because the wisdom of the Founding Fathers gave us the superior political and economic system enshrined in our Constitution. America was founded by men who shared a common inheritance in the British rule of law developed over centuries since the Magna Carta, the Christian religion, and the English language. They also shared the belief, later defined by Alexis de Tocqueville, that America is quite exceptional, and by Ronald Reagan, that America is the shining city on the hill. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height, still guest hosting here, coming in to wrap up the show for Mr. Ed Martin. Really grateful for that great interview right there. Really long and encompassing a couple of our segments today, but well worth the time. And uh, also glad to be here to talk about some important issues. We we covered one thing, and I'll go ahead. By, by the way, let me remind you, right up front, go to phyllislafley.com. That's where you'll find the podcast for today's episode and the standalone segment for the guest. Do you want to go get them? Go get them there. Share them with a friend. I think it's well worth the information. We had a really good wink, a very interesting topic that is currently big deal in the news and then of course a really really great guest there uh, today and you will want to share those so go there sign up for the wink email go to proamericareport.com sign up and, and you can subscribe to ed's Substack. see what he is writing about in longer form but we got another topic that i wanted to cover here Today And uh, it is also a very interesting one, a little farther away from home, but something that you may have seen snippets of on social media. I wanted to tie it all up in a bow and kind of explain just a little bit of what's going on. Then I'll point you to a longer form discussion about this that I think is really interesting. Shameless self-promotion ahead. That's there's a spoiler alert. There is shameless self-promotion ahead for another program that you should check out. In addition to the Pro-America Report, I promise they will go hand in glove together. It'll work great. Down in El Salvador. They re-elected their president this past Sunday. You may have seen something about this. And again, pardon me, we'll get this this right. The president of El Salvador, Naib uh, Bukele, has been re-elected by a landslide victory. Now, let's be abundantly clear. He took home 80 plus percent of the vote. Not only that, his party actually took what, all but two of their legislative body seats, I believe, 68 out of 70 or something. I I had all the numbers pulled up uh, a little bit earlier. I I should have uh, pulled this back and and had them right in front of me here, but it it was huge. Absolutely phenomenally huge. I mean, this is effectively what it was. I believe one of his uh, comments that he made was for the very first time, this is a democratically elected single party state. And sure enough, that's not too far off. So the question is, what in the world has been going on in self in El Salvador that you and I haven't maybe been paying attention to? And now all of a sudden it's trickling into our news. Well, this is his second term. He has been in office. And over the last year, uh, it has taken a year. He has done what has been desperately needed in El Salvador for a long time. Now, you know, El Salvador is one of those third world countries that you see about in in TV dramas and and movie dramas. It it has essentially been run by gangs, street violence, by thugs, by drug runners, by trafficking rings, by everything. They have ruled. The underworld of El Salvador has not only ruled over that country and made it a a place that good and decent people have have been fleeing for a long time. A lot of them trying to travel up up through Central America to get here. But they have been exporting. This is a let's remember. This is the originator of the MS-13 gang. It's an El Salvadorian uh, enterprise to begin with, and there's also what is that? Uh, 
Mara Salvatrucha, I believe. Uh, I believe there's also another gang, uh, two main gangs, I believe, in El Salvador. Barrio 18 is another rival gang there. They have ruled over this place. It has been one of those nations where if you go there, you're almost certainly in danger at all moments. In fact, some neighborhoods you walk in, you're co- you, you will not walk back out. So what uh, what their president has succeeded in doing is a little heavy handed. But, it, you know, when you get to the point where it's needed, this is what it is. He has uh, raised literally the army and the law enforcement of that nation and has thrown in jail some 70,000 people. Now, you know, you'll you'll go and find some sob stories about how innocent people are caught up in this and, and this and that and the other and due process and heavy handedness. And you know what? There is definitely a case to be made for making sure that this kind of stuff uh, actually gets out there and actually, um, you know, gets gets taken care of. But he has cleaned up neighborhoods wholesale, thrown tens of thousands of gang members in jail, and has essentially single-handedly turned around the nation of El Salvador in the last year into one of the lowest crime rates in the Western Hemisphere. Now, this is just, and again, there's, a, there's so much more to talk about here, but just a, a short snippet. You look at some of our blue cities, some of the big, deep blue areas in America that are running amok. And what you see is lawlessness because the law is not enforced and because justice is not served. In a lot of these big cities in America, they don't even arrest the criminals, let alone if they do, they they let them out of jail with little or no bond. They don't get sentences. They don't get any. It's just it's these these uh, Democratic, these left leaning D.A.'s. They're not democratic. Let's be abundantly clear about that. Let me amend my words. These these left-leaning DAs, these Soros-funded district attorneys, are literally stripping law and order out of American cities on purpose. Well, El Salvador is what you get when you do that long enough, what you get when you do that in mass. The underworld then rules. It can be cleaned up. If there is a will to do it, it can be cleaned up. That is what the El Salvadorian president has done, and that is why not only him, but his entire party has been sent back with, there's nothing else to call this, but a mandate. Mandate's not even a strong enough word with the incredible numbers that delivered them victory on Sunday. Absolutely incredible. This is definitely something to look at because, of course, now here comes the left. Here come the globalists. They don't like that someone who espouses traditional views has come in and actually cleaned up crime and actually proven that something like this can be done, that a society can, in fact, be put back together. This is definitely something. It's got Ilan Omar and tons of American leftists up in arms, and, and you'll see a lot. So I'm going to drop a couple of links in there, but this is something to keep an eye on. And the shameless self-promotion part, go on over to phyllisschlafly.com, sign up for the uh, email, the wink email, go to proamericareport.com, sign up for Ed Substack, and go to the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles YouTube and find the Unauthorized Caucus Program live streaming every Thursday. We had a big long-form discussion about this very topic. Uh, Go and find it. You won't be disappointed. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to Ed for being a great host. Thank you to Mason, my co-producer, for helping me keep all the things on time in the background. And thank you to you for listening each and every day. We appreciate you, and we will see you back here tomorrow on the Pro-America Report.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.